Season 4, Episode 76. Your weekend edition, of course, as always, this is the second of our two uh, weekly episodes that come out, so hopefully you're subscribing and getting all the stupidity for the week. <clears throat> yeah, I've had my, my own week by myself. It's about to come to an end because everyone's coming back from the beach, and so let the chaos begin. Yeah. Actually, I had my own bit of stupidity. Yeah, I uh, somehow the um, the beaker for my Christmas gift, the uh, French press that I got, found itself on the kitchen floor in many pieces, which did not sit well with me. So I thought, I will just order a replacement. So I go to the company. And of course, they don't really give you, they give you pictures. And they say it's, uh, you know, Four cup, eight cup, 12 cup. And, you know, I don't do good with depth perception. So I'm thinking, can't you make them like different colors or something? I don't know. But at any rate, I ordered what I thought was the replacement. And then I'm thinking, you know, maybe I ordered the wrong one. So I go back and order a second one, a different size. Then I send a, well, there's no live chat on this website to chat with anybody. So you have to send an email to the support people. So I send an email to the support people at the company, said, please cancel this order number so-and-so. I may have ordered the wrong one. 24 hours later, they email me back and say, oh, sorry, we can't cancel it. It's already shipped. Well, of course it's already shipped 24 hours later. So I get two boxes at the door. And so I open up the box to get my replacement beaker out after making sure I didn't know which one which one was in what box. So I had to open up both of them. So then I had to go back and rebox the incorrect beaker back. And I copied the return address back onto the box, taped it all back up, went down to the shipping company, gave it to those guys at 10 minutes before closing time. He was in a hurry, got it all typed out, sent it off. When I'm looking at the receipt after getting home, I realized he put the wrong zip code on the return. So I'm expecting my package to come back sometime in the next seven days. (sighs) See, even the stupidity affects the stupid. He's given a piece of his mind to so many people, it's a wonder he's got a mind left. It's insane Eric Lane's stupid world. Bringing a voice of sanity in our insane world, or a voice of stupidity in our intellectual world, here's the host of this stupid world. Eric Lane. And don't forget, all the stories you're going to be hearing in this podcast are 100% true. None of the names have been changed because, well, you know, we've done something stupid ourselves, right? So if, uh, you know, you're going to do something stupid, now keep listening. You just might show up in this podcast. And don't forget, you want to rate and review the podcast as well. Give it five stars because these are five-star stupidity stories I've got for you, okay? And if you do make a review, make it as stupid as possible so I'll have something to use on my next show.
Besides, if you rate and review the podcast on wherever you're listening, it actually helps people to find the podcast easier because they're out there searching for stupidity. So help them out a little bit, okay? In fact, why don't you go ahead and just share the episode on your social media? Okay, that'll really help. And, and you won't look stupid with your, or you won't be st- stingy with your stupidity. Yeah. Better yet, subscribe. That way you're going to always be ready to receive any new stupid episodes. And if you are listening and you're streaming the podcast, don't do that. Because, you know, you get into those crappy cell service areas and bad Wi-Fi and you have all this buffering and interrupting. Just download the episodes, okay? And if you're going to, you know, listen on your podcast player, I recommend Podcast Addict. It's a great app for optimum performance. It's free. But, you know, if you really like it like I do, they've got two different ways you can get paid versions to kind of reduce the advertising that's on it. Uh, Besides this weekend edition, uh, we've got the midweek bonus episode, as you know, uh, which um, always features the Genius Awards and the Insane Week in Review. So uh, when you subscribe, you know you get kind of a two-for-one thing each week. So, uh, by the way, uh, we definitely have got a two-for-one punch. We've got plenty of amazing stupidity this week. And who better to talk about being stupid than Pete Davidson? (laughs) Yeah, Pete Davidson actually had an encounter with stupidity. I mean, Pete's done some stupid things himself, but this time Pete was the object of some stupidity from Peter, who was criticizing Pete. Peter criticizing Pete. That's kind of interesting because he bought a dog from a pet store. He should have adopted. Well, Pete's not having any of it. He called Peter and left a well, pretty nasty voicemail. He explained that he's severely allergic to dogs, so he had to buy a specific breed. In this case, it was a Cavapoo, which is a, kind of a nearly a hypoallergenic dog because it doesn't shed. Wouldn't that be nice? He also said he was buying the dog for his mom because she had a dog earlier and he passed away at only two years old. And then he tells Peter, why don't you just do your research before you mm, effing create news stories for people, and then adds, F you, and then invited them to perform a certain act on a certain part of his body, which I wonder if maybe Pete might actually enjoy that. But anyway, here's Pete's uh, PETA message here if you want to check it out. Hi, my name's Pete Davidson. This message is for Daphna. Thank you so much for making comments publicly that I didn't adopt a dog. I just want to let you know I'm severely allergic to dogs. So I have to get a specific breed. I'm only not allergic to cavapoos and those type of dogs. And my mom's dog, who was two years old, died a week prior and we're all so sad. So I had to get a specific dog. So why don't you do your research before you create news stories for people because you're a boring, tired End of message. Uh, Peter did respond that there really isn't any such thing as a hypoallergenic dog. They also say that Pete could have found that breed at an adoption site like PetFinder.com. Well, Pete walked back some of his comments. He said, okay, maybe it was a poor choice of words. I shouldn't have said what I said, but I'm not sorry for standing up for myself and my family. He also accused Pete of making a public example of us, making our grieving situation worse, and he called out the pet store for filming him without his permission. Now, Kind of on a related note, and speaking of Pete Davidson, he did admit that he and Colin Jost were also a bit stoned when they paid $280,000 for a Staten Island ferry back in January of 2022. They were also the high bidders 
for the John F. Kennedy Ferry that they originally planned on making into a floating nightclub. Here they are actually joking about the purchase on a recent Saturday Night Live back then. We bought a ferry! The windowless van of the sea. <laughs> yes, it's very exciting. We thought the whole thing through. Yeah. I know even the mayor tweeted about it, which is how I found out we have a new mayor? We're boat people now, Colin. I mean, you always were. You look like, you know, you own the yacht, they run out for rap videos. That's true. Pete says he regrets the purchase, and they don't know what to do with it. Hmm. Well, actually, I think the most incredible part of the story is that a millennial actually left a voicemail. Well, anyway. I um, had my trip to Scotland, you know, and it was a great fun. And um, fortunately, I, on both the uh, flight to Scotland and Ireland and the flight back home, it was pretty much trouble-free. No unruly passengers. But there's an interesting new report that's just out uh, that found bad behavior on planes, though, still happening more and more all the time. There was one unruly passenger incident for every 568 flights around the world this last year. Thankfully, I wasn't on that one. That's actually up from one in 835 the year before. So we got, you know, verbal abuse and drunk people are the two main culprits there. But not following the airline's rules tops the list. The, the most common types of non-compliance, smoking or vaping on board or refusing to keep your seatbelt on. Then there's the baggage issues or, you know, getting caught with like the carry-on that you didn't pay for or, you know, taking a couple of hits from the booze that you bought at the duty-free store. Well, in some related news, somebody did go through combing of the Twitter f feeds and they found some of the weirdest and some of the funniest that uh, have caused some of the flight delays of late. And trust me, we had a few of the flight delays. And one of our reasons for the flight delays on our flight to Scotland and Ireland was they were short-staffed and couldn't find enough people to clean the plane. That's true. And usually that was the thing. We're short-staffed. We're short-staffed. That was what we heard. But here are some of the highlights of some of the other things that have caused plane delays. Uh, a fist fight on the jetway. Someone airdropped passengers' photos of a plane crash. Oh, that's always nice. Someone's emotional support dog wouldn't stop barking. Or before takeoff, a passenger removed an exit door and ran off with it. Hmm. There's another one where a passenger spilled a bunch of rice in the aisle and the crew would not leave until they cleaned every grain up. Oh. Or how about this? The pilot left his glasses on another plane. Oh, that's that's real. That's inspiring. Another weird thing that have caused flight delays. The flight was delayed by a fish incident in the cargo hold. <laughs> or the crew realized the food carts on board were too wide for the aisles. <laughs> Yikes. A flight was once delayed also because one tray table was broken. One. Yeah. Somebody also spotted a pothole in the runway, and that caused a big delay. Now, look, I, I'm sure there's probably an explanation for this bounce and all these types of things, you know? I don't know. Uh, and there's probably perfectly good explanations for people that get, um, you know, frustrated on planes, okay? As you might see, I've got my list of the top reasons passengers snap on airlines. The only in-flight movie stars Adam Sandler. Yeah, that would make me snap. They're seated next to a baby 
with an ear infection. Uh, the captain announced they're flying over the Grand Canyon at 2.45 in the morning. Thank you, thank you. The guy next to them removed his shoes at the exact same time the woman in front of them leaned back in her chair. Oh, that'll do it. Oh, they just got pooped on by someone's companion parrot. <laughs> oh, yes. Another way that I think passengers will snap on airlines, well, they're on spirit. And you know, look, melting down is just what you do on spirit, frankly. Or the stewardess hit them so hard with a drink cart, their elbow got a concussion. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's because they, the food cart was too big for the aisle. I don't know. Or their utensils gave them frostbite. I had some of those. Although the one plane I was on, they gave me wooden in, wooden utensils, which is kind of cool. Here's another reason that some passengers snap on airlines. Somebody already saw the in-flight magazine crossword. Oh, that's always, yeah. Or they're supposed to take off at 4.30 and it's 8.45. So in other words, they're flying southwest. And finally, they just had enough of those mother bleeping snakes on the mother bleeping plane, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, so. Yeah, well, it does. Sometimes it just, you know, some of these flight delays and issues just make you want to, makes you want to cuss, you know? And I know a lot of us like to express our colorful language when we send texts to people. And sometimes our iPhone wants to try to censor that, right? Now, maybe you're just tired of your iPhone keyboard auto-correcting your swear words. Well, you're going to love this new feature. At uh, the WWDC 2023, Apple announced the iOS 17 and unveiled an improved and more sophisticated autocorrect feature, which makes cussing much easier, according to Craig Federey, who's Apple's senior VP of software engineering. He spoke in a keynote address at the WWDC. Here he is talking about the upgrades, which were announced at Apple's Worldwide Developers Conference. Autocorrect is also getting more capable with refreshed design to better support you as you type. And in those moments where you just want to type a ducking word, well, the keyboard will learn it too. You now, the iPhone's keyboard on iOS 17 leverages a transfer model, which OpenAI, that's the company behind ChatGPT, uses in their own language models to learn from what you type on your keyboard to better predict what you might say next, whether it's a name, a phrase, or maybe a cuss word. So if you're not happy with a correction, you can just tap the underlined word to see what you originally typed and quickly go back to it. Now, the iOS 17 will be the first uh, one we released as a public beta. The general release will be coming out alongside the rumored iPhone 15 series. So that's something I guess you can look forward to if you can afford the iPhone. If not, you just have to settle for an Android, which frankly I prefer anyway. Now, some of you um, uh, get a lot of scams on your phone and computer. And some scams are more believable than others, but unexpected cons always make you stop and scratch your head. Now, I read about this one hoax that's happening out in the show me state of Missouri. Let's just say that it's got homeowners buffaloed after they were sent some fake notices. The notices are saying, quote, the land surrounding your home has been selected as a game preserve and that the first shipment of 550 buffalo will arrive at your home at 3.45 a.m. on June 29th. Hmm. But, the, but the Missouri Department of Conservation wants to make it clear no one is being sent hundreds of buffalo in the middle of the night. That's really unclear what the point of the scam is or if it's just a prank, but apparently it's widespread enough that there's been a lot of confusion. And officials say 
You can always call the Missouri Department of Conservation if you've got questions. But what, 550 buffalo? That'd be a pretty big introduction. And it's, it's that's not even feasible, really, on the current 21st century Missouri landscape, is what they say. Yet there are people that are actually buying it. So, yeah, really? I, I would I would just, you know, hit, okay, that's spam. Okay. And I'll get upset when I see the first buffalo on my property. Well, have, have you ever had your partner accuse you of stealing one of the cookies that they made for the graduation party or something like that? I know that I call myself, I work in quality control, so I'll walk over and I'll sample one every so often. My wife doesn't like that. But look, this probably won't help your case if you're later caught stealing another cookie. Mm -hmm. A 34-year-old man in Wisconsin named Daniel Barton was accused of stealing a cop car, and he was awaiting trial in that case. But he was caught stealing another police car. Officers were conducting a traffic stop when someone drove off with one of the squad cars. It's unclear where Daniel came from. And, well, he wasn't the man they pulled over, but that guy did witness the cruiser being taken. Daniel was nabbed a little while later. He was no longer in the car. He was just trying to hide in the gym. Here's the moment that the police officers realized that Daniel Barton had swiped their vehicle. So your squad? That's your squad. Someone just stole my squad. The same person that's stolen MTV squad before. Now the police car was nearby. There was no video from inside the cop car, but dash cams did capture the suspect giggling as he drove off. He's such a funny, funny guy. <laughs> well, this wasn't really funny, even though... It was pretty stupid. There is an old proverb, you know, that might say, burn not your house to fright the mouse away. Now, that means don't take extreme measures to get rid of something trivial, you know, like using a sledgehammer to kill a, a wasp or something, you know. Well, there's a 22-year-old man in Indiana named Frankie Rosa. He was arrested because he shot a mouse. I should say maybe shot at a mouse outside. And the neighbors called the cops when they heard the shooting. They saw Frankie squatting down in the front yard. Frankie now admitted he was outside shooting a mouse that was caught in a trap. Hmm? Wait a minute. The mouse was in the trap and he was still shooting at it. Okay. Apparently, he caught the mouse inside, brought it out and uh, put, brought that and the trap outside and then shot at it. Like that. I want to make sure it's good and dead. Huh? The mouse probably didn't even need to be shot at that point. But Frankie is now in hot water because a neighbor said that he and his eight-year-old son were outside at the time he fired the shot and... Well, he was shooting in their direction. That could be a problem. Frankie was arrested for criminal recklessness, which, of course, is a felony. Possession of controlled substance, which might have contributed to his stupid decision. Possession of narcotics and dealing with a controlled substance. <laughs> well, here's a guy that maybe was a pretty good shot with his fist. A little too good. If you saw the Miami Heat game. They were down, what, three games to one recently when they played the Denver Nuggets in the NBA Finals. And, well, they were almost down to one mascot, too, because at halftime, the USC goon, Conor McGregor, comes out for this little quote-unquote comedy skit to try to hype his new pain relief spray, which, by the way, is called Tidal Sport, T-I-D-L, Tidal Sport Spray. Now, part of the skit involves old Conor knocking out the Heat's mascot, Bernie. Then, whipping out a bottle of Tidal Sport and spraying him. Okay, so Connor punches Bernie, and Bernie goes down. But then, like a good MMA fighter, Connor socked him again while he was down. And they dragged Bernie off, to off the court. 
Unfortunately, though, the guy in the Bernie costume, he ended up in the hospital. It's not really clear if it was one of Connor's punches or if he just injured himself in the fall, but he was treated and released with some pain meds, so I guess it wasn't that serious. I mean, I, I didn't think the job of mascot could really get any worse. <laughs> I guess I was wrong on that one. I mean, if Conor McGregor isn't more careful, people may start to get this idea that he's some kind of a ruffian. <laughs> I mean, geez, you know, you thought the Heat were taking a beating? <laughs> Sad situation, but I guess it's nice to see McGregor actually winning fights again. <clears throat> yeah, to some degree. Have you ever, I know this is something that's probably going to be on our, on our agenda with my mother-in-law moving in and um, all of her um, furniture and possessions that we have no room for. So we have them all stuffed in our basement. My wife keeps claiming she's going to go through everything and sell everything, but, you know. But, you know, you've been there where you've your parents have gotten to the point they're maybe moving or they're going into a, a facility, but you have to clean out their, their home, right? And, as, and maybe even they've just passed on, and you've got to go through all their possessions. Sometimes that can be like navigating a junkyard or maybe a gold mine, depending on what you find, right? And for, for some of these people, you might say, this was a copper mine they come upon. There was a couple in L.A. They were uh, cleaning out their parents' home and to come upon a ton of pennies in a rather tight crawl space in the back of the basement. Now, there were loose pennies. There were boxes of pennies. There were crates of pennies, dozens of bank bags full of pennies. They did a quick estimate and figured there's probably about a million of them, if not more. They didn't say exactly how old the pennies were, but the pennies are copper, not zinc, which the U.S. switched to back in the 1980s. Now, the problem is, what do you do with one million pennies? <laughs> Their first thought was Coinstar, but, well, they didn't want to lose 8%. And logistically, it really wouldn't work since it would be a pain to get those pennies there and just a bag or two would probably jam up the machines. So they called around to the banks, but none of them were interested. One bank manager even warned them not to bring them in, saying that they didn't have room in the vault to accept bulk pennies. A million pennies, be about 10 grand. But see, this couple thinks that there's more value in the uniqueness of the situation. And they said that it's possible that there might be some rare pennies in there somewhere. So they put up some ads online saying that they would part with all these pennies for $25,000. Well, so far they've only gotten some lowball offers. One person offered the copper value, but yeah, that kind of proved to be impractical. So for now, they're just holding on to them. And by the way, it's really unclear why the homeowner had all these pennies stashed. But the family is assuming they may be intentionally converted paychecks into copper pennies, thinking that their value would be worth something over time. Who knows? But look, of course, knowing the state of California, when they find out about it, they'll probably, what, take away at least 999,000 of them, right? Besides, I mean, what this family found in their crawl space is still better than what most L.A. residents find down there, you know? Homeless people, usually, right? Oh, sorry, I mean, okay, look, that maybe that term was a little cruel. I mean, in a liberal state like California, I gotta refer them as free-range people. Of course, that's something you really never hear about, you know, someone cleaning out their in-law's home, you know? So these guys, what, they want 25,000 bucks for $10,000 worth of pennies. Well, I, I, have to, I have to at least commend his optimism. And some offsprings have found out when you go to clean up mom and dad's underworld, sometimes it can actually get worse. I've come up with some of the things that you never want to hear while cleaning out your parents' basement, such as 
Uh, does Goodwill accept used sex toys? Who knew Dad was in the Klan? Oh, yikes. How about this? Well, it took 20 years, but I found out what happened to the cat. <laughs> Another thing you don't want to hear while cleaning out your parents' basement? Jimmy Hoffa? Or how about a meth lab? No wonder they kept the door locked. Or why do they save their toenails? Ew. Some other things you don't want to hear while cleaning out your parents' basement. Oh, check out all the floating fish skeletons in the aquarium. Mm. Or, geez, what's that smell? Oh, duh, black mold. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. well, definitely <clears throat> not fun trying to clean out parents' basements and sharing the, the workload. But there are researchers at Cal State Long Beach-based Shark Lab that is reusing drones that are studying juvenile white sharks along the Southern California coastline. And they notice how close they're swimming to the humans in the water. Turns out it's pretty close. It's all within a bite radius, by the way. Still, it's safe. I mean, there were no reported shark bites in any of the 26 beaches surveyed in a two-year period, according to the Shark Lab. The juvenile white sharks mostly grouped together in two locations, in Southern Santa Barbara County, and central San Diego County. The researchers also discovered, though roughly 2,500 drone flights over the two-year period saw. Now, we got Chris Lowe, who's the director of the CSU Long Beach's Shark Lab, telling us a little bit about the data and what that all means. We expect that these current hotspots will go cold and someplace else will go hot. So what we always tell people is always understand that these sharks are highly mobile. They can always be at your beach. But rest assured, the data that we're getting now indicates that as long as you're not bothering them, they won't bother you. Adult white sharks are generally solitary animals. And these two spots, by the way, the juvenile sharks swam near humans on 97% of the days that they surveyed. The researchers wrote this in their published paper. The sharks often swim within 50 yards of the wave breaks closest to surfers and stand-up paddleboarders. Hmm. I mean, if it's all the same to the sharks, I'd just as soon have them swim at their own beach, okay? Yeah, I mean, I mean I've seen Jaws. I don't believe it either, okay? Now, what would happen if a 911 center got a call that said, quote, this call is coming from inside the building? <laughs> yeah, well, a man in Pennsylvania got himself arrested when he broke through the gate of the 911 call center in Luzerne County at about 5 o'clock in the morning. The place briefly went on lockdown, and they called the cops. At least I'm thinking somebody at the 911 center itself was the ones calling the cops. I mean, but when they got there, they caught Uriah Thomas and charged him with criminal mischief and interruption of impair or impairment of public communication. Still not really clear why he broke into a 911 call center, but before the crashing through the gate, he says, I am the one into the intercom. He also crashed into a concrete barrier by the front door. Later, he shared more of his beliefs with the police, like how we are not real. Hmm, that's nice. And the call center is probably not real happy they have to replace their gate either. Oh, well, to each his own. Well, here's something that definitely caused a commotion, and maybe you've spent some time rummaging through thrift stores. Well, you may have wanted a hazmat suit in this case, like the time, you know, you're looking at the jeans and realize that there were still a pair of underwear inside the jeans. Ew. Yeah, sometimes it's a little risky going to see what's in the local thrift store, but 
There was an actual hazmat situation at this thrift store in Boston called Boomerangs. A customer donated a lead pig, probably thinking it was just an ugly antique, but an employee recognized it as something that was once used to transport radioactive materials. So the store contacted authorities like the Boston Hazardous Materials Response Team. Right, a lead pig, it's a container that was meant to hold radioactive material. In fact, here's a man in the community that was talking about the situation. Somebody cleaned out their attic or donated something that's like uranium glass or something maybe, or who knows, something radio. We'll find out more later on, but it's pretty wild in JP. So they confirmed that the item did at some point hold some type of radioactive powdery material. They didn't say what it was, but the radiation was at a very low level. Several employees had handled the lead pig without gloves, so they were taken to get tests done just for exposure. The store says everyone's tested, come back clean, and that there's no risk to any other shoppers, the people who uh, were there that day and even in the future. The store was closed actually for a couple of days, but it's uh, since reopened. Now, technically, the police are still looking into it, but really at this point, I don't think they believe it's really anything criminal and that the donation was basically made by somebody who didn't realize it was dangerous, but still... Oh, uh, what? A lead pig? What? What's that? Well, anyway, just be careful when you're out there browsing in those thrift stores, okay? We got a town, however, that is still celebrating Christmas. Their Christmas tree is still standing in the market uh, six months after the end of the festive period because it's the new residence for a pigeon. Yeah, uh, the tree in Beverly, East Yorkshire, England was supposed to be removed by the local council back in January, but a wood pigeon is now nesting in it, and that means they can't take it away. According to the Wildlife and Countryside Act of 1981, it is illegal to take damage or destroy the nest of any wild bird while that nest is in use or being built. The law means that the Christmas tree will stay in place until the pigeon decides to vacate. <laughs> Local councillor Dennis Healy from Beverly Town Council said the council don't want to remove the bird and they'll wait for the pigeon to move out. <laughs> so, well, you know, I guess it seems to be kind of homey for them. I, maybe it's a homing pigeon. I don't know. Well, Kim Jong-un says he wants to hold hands with Russian President Vladimir Putin, and he defended Moscow's decision to invade Ukraine. That's according to the North Korean state media. In a message to Putin for Russia's National Day, Kim offered, quote, full support and solidarity to the Russian leader. He says justice is sure to win, and the Russian people will continue to add glory to the history of victory, according to KCNA. He also called for a cloak, uh, closer strategic cooperation between North Korea and Russia, holding hands firmly with the Russian president in conformity with the common desire of the peoples of the two countries to fulfill the grand goal of building a powerful country. <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> more than Putin, of course, Kim Jong-un would like to hold hands with Ronald McDonald, I would think. You know, just when you think you knew Kim Jong-un, he gets even creepier. Hmm. I, I, that's that's definitely a meme I would like to see. Kim Jong-un holding hands with Vladimir Putin while he sits shirtless on top of his horse. Yeah. Well, visitors to Florida Beach were in for quite a surprise when they saw a black bear swimming side by side with their fellow beachgoers. Wait, what? Yeah, forget about those juvenile white sharks. A black bear. 
Yeah, multiple visitors to the crowded beach at Desden captured this bizarre video when the bear emerged from the ocean and swam next to human beachgoers before making its way to shore. The bear was out pretty far, said uh, Chris Barron, who recorded the footage of the bear, telling local TV station WTVT. He said a lot of people started swimming in. I was worried that it was a shark. I walked over and thought it was a dog. Barron says that the bear was swimming right by his brother and 12-year-old son. At this point, he said, I realized that it was a bear and started videoing. Oh, yeah, right. You got a bear next to your 12-year-old. So what are you going to do? Oh, I'll get a video of it. He said it kept swimming in. It got to shore, shook off, ran into the brush, into the sand dunes. He said, I think most people were just shocked instead of just being scared. <laughs> no one expected to see a bear in the Gulf of Mexico. Like, I guess the bear actually turned out to be a hairy certified public accountant from Pittsburgh. I don't know. <laughs> Remember the good old days, you know, when the only man-eaters at the beach were sharks? It's a great big stupid You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, or if you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com and uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, and by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. summertime here oh you're right uh, summer's gonna be here about a week you know but i know yeah it, it feels like it's been here for about two months already i <laughs> don't know yesterday yesterday here in pennsylvania we were rocking about 60 degrees it was lovely yeah I, well i i just got um you know back from from a bath here uh giving my, my son a bath and yeah. we had pasta for dinner so he he decided to make me some pasta in the bath you know, cooking, oh, nice. like boiling water and stuff. And so I, I started asking if he wants to be, be pasta. And so excitedly, of course, he says yes. And so I start cooking him. And uh, mind you, the, the, the task I was given was we need to do a quick bath. And so ah. this is where my brain goes, okay, well, uh, you know, we're going to cook him al dente then. Because, hey, that's the <laughs> best way to cook pasta. And then that's going to be less time. So he's excited to be pasta. I'm pouring water over him. And then, you know, and, and then, of course, I pour too much over him. And he's a soggy noodle. And he thinks that's oh funny. Oh, my gosh. So then, 
we need to put pasta sauce on him. So oh, yeah. Now sometimes he fights trying to get soap in his hair, especially his hair. Like he he has a thing with water in his eyes and the soap. Yeah, and, yeah. But yeah. when it's pasta sauce, whew, he was uh-huh. excited for it and less fussy as well. Uh-huh. So uh, this is some this is my my uh, galaxy brain genius for the of the, of the night. <laughs> it, you know, sometimes in order to um, in in order to be able to um, I guess try to contain a kid, you have to be a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's kind of the case, then, huh? Um, yeah. But it, it yeah. worked out. He lumping pasta. I've never seen someone more excited to pretend to be pasta that, in my that, life. That, I, I think you've just found the secret to quick baths. Is <clears throat> just pretend that you're something. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> you know. I know. My wife walked in, and, and and she was just quiet. But I also, when I saw her, she looked a little impressed. I was like. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> oh man, I, 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 uh, before we get started with our stories, I do have a good one for you. But I'll, I'll let you kind of what, what have you been up to this past week besides being a, a bachelor again? That's right. I've had the whole week to myself. I had my own schedule. The entire house is vacant. Everyone went to the beach, and I'm left here by myself. Most people that would be depressing, but for me, it's it's uh, near paradise. <laughs> I um yeah I'm not, I've never been a beach person anyway so yeah so, yeah. so yeah I I uh, I got to eat dinner whenever I felt like eating dinner you know um how whenever many, I got how many hungry. nine p.m. dinners did you have well well actually I, it was close eight thirty <laughs> then mm-hmm. I was I was in bed by nine or nine thirty you know so <laughs> but oh, man actually it was kind of fun because. Um, I, th- th- and this was a completely random thing because everybody left for the beach like last Friday. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it just happened. I was at work and I'm checking some Facebook messages and I saw some of my really good friends that's in this really amazing band called Chaotic Resemblance. They're out of Poto, Oklahoma. And I saw that they had posted that they were going to be like two hours away here in PA doing a show. And it was a free show. And I'm like, I don't have to ask anybody permission. I'm just going to go. <laughs> so, I mean, I got off work and I drove to Somerset, PA. And I hung out with all my rock and roll friends down there. Oh, yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. So that, that was a lot of fun. I, you know, and I came home Friday night at about 1245 in the morning and didn't have to explain to anybody who I was. <laughs> no, no one, uh, you know, staying awake. Uh as you that's sneak right. in and try not to hit the garbage disposal, but the yes, the yes, and, that's true, um, that's true. Uh, no, yeah. I, I don't think anybody would be really staying awake, but I'd get I'd get questioned the next day. You know, I was like, <laughs> you know, so but. chaotic resemblance. Who is she? <laughs> that's it. So <laughs> it's 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 just really really nice. You know, I I, I wasn't expected to, to to have any deadlines. I. You know, if I wanted to go out to town and go to the store and pick up cat food or cat litter, nobody asked me, um, are you going to wear that shirt? <laughs> oh, you man. Know? Well, you know, so, um, on Friday, while you're hanging out with uh, with a rock band, uh, it was my mother-in-law's birthday, which means nice. I got a new story for the week. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This <laughs> ought to be good. I know. Um, okay, so we actually had lunch with her on Saturday, but this all started right. the, the day before. Where right. uh, my my mother in law, she loves carrots. Like she will drink oh. carrot juice until really? literally her skin turns orange. Well, and, that's um, happened to people, you know. 
Oh yeah, no, I, I know, and she will. I mean, we we know when she's on another carrot binge, but she just loves carrots. Like she loves it so wow. naturally. She says, "Hey, can you make me a carrot cake?" Because my wife oh my does gosh. make a, a very good carrot cake. She's done it before, and it's amazing. So, so my wife's like, "All right, you know, I'll put the work in," and and so she bakes the cake from scratch. Yeah. Uh, right. On on Friday, and then on Saturday morning, we figure, okay, we're just going to make the icing. Uh, there, like, they're not at their place, but like, we'll make it in the morning before we go over cream cheese icing. And oh, yeah, and so a lot of work gets put into this, uh, this cake, and uh, it's all iced up, you know, on the outside. But like, we get to my mother in law's place, and I've mentioned that there's a lot of birds before, I think, right? And there right. might have been a story from a few weeks ago cacophony um, of birds, right? A cacophony of birds, exactly. Uh, so that, that was the Mother's Day story from from back in May. Well, <laughs> we're back there, and I decided this time to count all the birds because um, <laughs> hey, it was actually a pretty quiet day considering uh, yeah. the sheer amount of birds and still the amount of noise that was going on from the birds. But I counted twenty four birds. Good grief. Uh, in, that, in that room and and all the birds are in the dining room area now i don't think they eat in the dining room often but like yeah. you know when we do eat in there that's where the table is and so so we're on the dining room table it's tile floor so everything just echoes off of each other it's a pretty small room too so yeah it, when the birds are noisy it's just like that's all you can hear well we have our dinner it's it's nice some homemade pico de gallo and and uh yeah. you know just like, the, the, she kind of cooks she smoked like hot dogs and chicken and uh, these like little thin kind of bistec like kind of steaks and yeah all the food's great like this is basically what I'm used to getting when I go over to my mother-in-law's and then uh, it gets time to sing happy birthday we put the candles on the cake and you know the candles are blown out we're getting some pictures and then we cut we're starting to cut in the cake well um, this is before we cut to the cake but after the candles are blown out you know, I, I don't know if it's just the light coming in from outside was just right, or if maybe it had to do with like the smoke from the candles giving it just enough maybe substance in the air to see this all. Um, I'm taking a picture of my wife, her mom, and her cousin together, and then all of a sudden my wife just starts like frantically waving her hands around over the cake <laughs> as, as she starts screaming about how she's seeing these small like bird feathers and dandruff just floating in the sky like in the air everywhere like you would think like a layer of dust floating in the air that you kind of see through the light coming in well she sees just like bird dandruff and and, and feathers everywhere um, and, so, and so she's thinking like oh my gosh i gotta stop this like the moment that lands on the cake it's part of the cake forever it because the yeah. cake is sticky it's frosted right um yeah and so now she's realizing she's has this this moment of realization where she realizes Every time that we've come over there and eaten in that, that room, how much bird have we eaten in there that hasn't been cooked? You know, like, yes. like not like the chicken that was on the table, but like how many bird feathers have we consumed over the years that were just small, microscopic things? Homemade tamales lightly dusted with bird dander. Basically, right? Yeah. So, uh, so we're laughing. Well, I'm laughing. You know, so I'm snapping more pictures as she's waving around crazy. Um, because those are the pictures that I want. And, uh, yeah. and, and then now, you know, well, we all ate the cake. It was a good cake, of course. Um, but then we had this cake back at home and my wife is just sitting here like, do I eat the rest of it? It's probably <laughs> good. I'm sure it's fine. But like, all I'm going to think about when I'm looking at this frosted cake yes, is that's right. bird dandruff and feathers. <laughs> and, um, and, and, and so we, <laughs> 
it was a fun and interesting conundrum. I guess it's not fun, but I thought it was hilarious. Um, you know, well, so, you, yeah. you would eat the cake. You would eat the cake the way I would eat haggis in Scotland. You just don't think about what's in it. Basically, yeah. So maybe that's why my immune system is so good. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not sure, but. <laughs> yeah, well, well, that, that, that's that. That's uh, you know, it's amazing. You know how light reveals so many impurities. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. It, it is the best disinfectant, and sometimes ignorance is bliss as well. Exactly, and and some people, if ignorance is bliss, they're in a blizzard. So, <laughs> so yes, well, at least that they, you know, you can be thankful that they at least were biting into the cake and not biting into each other. <laughs> true, true. Uh, it is. Uh, I, I, I'm supposing like a a Florida pastime at this point. The consuming. And biting of other people, because um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know the bath salt story of the of the guy that was yes. going to eat someone's face in uh, in Miami. That's right. but I think this happened to someone else as well. Like, and and that just went crazy. And I think it was in Florida. I for it's a, it's a it's a strange place, but I love it down here. Um, <laughs> normally, we save these stories for the fake news or Florida insane games, but this one was yes. good enough to make it in the. Um, in the, I guess, the story list here. Uh, yeah, right. 53-year-old 50, Florida man. Uh, and it's a long story, so just kind of, uh, you know, strap in. Um, he almost lost his leg and could have died from a rare flesh-eating bacterial infection, which developed after he was bitten in the thigh during a family fight. <laughs> Too much bird dander. I, I, I know, right? It, it drives <laughs> the brain a little a little mad, I guess. Um <laughs> And his name is Donnie Adams, uh, a funeral assistant from the Tampa suburb of Riverview. He went to the emergency room to treat a bump the size of a dollar coin on his upper left thigh. Uh, now, he was sent home with a tetanus shot and antibiotics, but the injury got worse over the next few days, becoming red, swollen, and painful to the touch. Mm. The um, His thigh almost looked like an orange peel because of the swelling that was underneath it. Dr. Uh, Fritz Brink, a wound care specialist at HCA Florida Healthcare, who treated Adams, told NBC News, by day number three, the leg was swollen. It felt very warm, and I had problems with mobility and everything, Adams Mm. said. Brink said that Adams told him that he sustained the bite while breaking up a family altercation. Mm. Uh, He... He pulled them off of each other, and in the process, he got bit. Uh, <laughs> this is like what happens when dogs fight, right? Um, yes. Yeah. Well, he uh, added, when I saw him in the hospital, you could still see the bite marks on his thigh. It mm-hmm. made teeth marks. Uh, uh, this is Adams again. Now. He says, it made teeth marks. Oh, or, uh, this is doctor. I'm sorry. Uh, I was very convinced that he was telling a true story. Uh, mm-hmm. He said he said he rushed Adams to the operating room at HCA Florida North Side Hospital in St. Petersburg. Adams underwent a second surgery, then uh, was released from the hospital. I knew it was serious after I'd gotten the tetanus shot. Adams said, then added, "I had no imagination that it would be anything serious like like this. That serious." Um, Adams declined to say what sparked the family dust up or identify which relative bit him. Family is everything, and sometimes things go down in families, he said. Mm -hmm. I'm a man of faith. People can be forgiven, and that's the way I feel about that. 
It was mm. a family event that went sour between two people. And even though I got in the middle of it, I got injured. It doesn't mean I'm going to hate my family over this. Mm. But Adam said that he was likely only a day or two from needing an amputation. Wow. I would have lost my leg if I had waited until the next day based on how the infection was growing in that region, he said. <laughs> it was a quiet storm. Oh. Now, <laughs> flesh-eating disease or necrotizing fasciitis uh, is, is a life-threatening condition that can be caused by a variety of different strains of bacteria, including group A strep and other bacteria found in water, dirt, or saliva the human mouth contains hundreds of different bacteria, but it's rare for doctors to see patients with a human bite, let alone one that develops into a life-threatening infection, Brink added. Um, and so Brink's theory about Adams' case is that he would likely develop a non-serious infection that traveled deeper into his soft tissue until it reached his muscle and was able to just take, it, uh, take off there. Uh, Brink estimated that he removed around 60% of the skin on the front of Adams's left thigh to stop the infection from spreading. From there, wow. he said, uh, he used a vacuum device to close the wound, which healed in about three months. Wow. 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 Yeah. Imagine. Yeah, that's when your family feud gets a little out of hand when you nearly lose a leg. You know? I know, yeah. Wow. A flesh you know, eating I, I, thought snitches, I, I thought snitches get stitches, but this guy got way more than that. <laughs> Oh yeah, rat on anybody. You were well. That's it. I mean, so I mean, you you got you you got uh, a flesh eating disease. Whenever the family over a family, I, I mean, talk about. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, what would you say? The family is trying to devour itself, and now the body's trying to devour itself. <laughs> you know, that's that's nuts. <laughs> the fact I, I wonder whoever it was that bit him, what they felt about the whole thing. You know, that's <laughs> kind of. But I'm you know, and and the thing is that it came from somebody's mouth. I'm I'm wondering that's even crazier. But I know that plenty of family feuds get started from just the smallest little spark sometimes. And I I'm not surprised that this didn't spark a family feud. I mean, I know there's times you know when the family gets together for you know a reunion or some sort of a thing, and there's always that one. I got a cousin that. Every time he comes to any kind of a family gathering, I've never known my cousin not to come with a little Bluetooth earplug in his ear. It's like I'm beginning to think that's a permanent part of his body, you know? And so he's always got that in. And some people just, you know, can't stop looking at their phones either. And this is the case here when I guess there's some times when it's not cool to be scrolling, scrolling through Instagram. But really, uh, you know, like maybe if you're in a meeting it's your family reunion, you're at the movies, or maybe like when you're in the middle of walking down the aisle. This is a pretty funny video where it's really going viral, too. A couple is walking back down the <laughs> aisle. They just got married and on their way out of the church, okay? The bride, she's beautiful, she's beaming, smiling, chatting with the guests. The groom is walking behind her and he's got his, he's got his head down buried in his phone. <laughs> it looks like he's like scrolling through photos or messages or I don't know, maybe ordering DoorDash. I don't know. But the, the, the woman notices him at, at his phone, but doesn't really seem to be really that bothered. But man, the internet really got upset. There's countless <laughs> of comments. I mean, the internet just goes nuts, slamming this guy, predicting the demise of the relationship. And it got so intense, the original video was taken down by the family member that posted it. I mean, all because of people's comments. 
I mean, now nobody knows for sure what was really happening, but somebody that claims to have been there said that this was not the official walk down the aisle, okay? The person shared the footage where the groom was engaged and the bride with the bride and the guests. But now there's there's a lot of more people inside, so it kind of makes sense too than there was in this picture. They kind of looked like the church was kind of clearing out when this picture really was taken. Uh, they say that the couple went back into the church to get some photos with the family, and then this is when they were leaving the second time after the photos, okay? Now, if that's the case, he was just probably scrolling through some group pics that might have been taken or maybe coordinating with somebody about the reception or checking out some of the pictures that folks may have posted about the wedding on social media or something. I don't know, but it's pretty funny that the guy nearly got crucified by the comments and really it wasn't even a problem with his own bride. Oh, it was hilarious. I, me and Mrs. Poncho checked this video out and she... <laughs> She has the best reactions to things, but she was like, if that was before the wedding, I would have been like, nope, <laughs> calling it off. That's it. That's it. You know, <laughs> but, I mean, it is sometimes the comments really just kind of develop a life of their own. It's kind of like the comments have got their own form of, uh, I don't know, like a, a flesh eating bacteria in a different sense. Right. Uh, it rots the brain, at least. It does. Absolutely. <laughs> if anything else. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, th this week, uh, Mrs. Poncho found, uh, she's been meaning to do this for forever, uh, a, like a photo album. And we've been going through some old wedding photos and oh. she wants to put our wedding photos as like, the first pictures in the photo album. Yep. And then if there's more room, just kind of build it from there. Uh, you know, and, and so, uh, we've been looking at some old pictures then, um, the last couple of days and it is nice to see, um, it, you know, it is strange as well. Like, you know, we look older, not that much older, but it's been yeah. uh, in, what, what is today's date here? I, I actually think in in a week, or not a week, in a, a month from tomorrow to the day will be yeah. six years for uh, wow. Mrs. Poncho and I. Wow. Yeah, and, uh, time flies. It doesn't feel like it. Um, well, they say that if you can make it past the five-year mark, then you're safe. Yeah, right. I, you know, though I, I will say I, I did call Mrs. Poncho, uh, you know, a couple months ago, just out of the blue, and we're driving home from somewhere, and I, and I just asked her, "What are we?" And just to see what her reaction would be, and I got the most confused response from her. She's like, "What?" Like, it, and apparently I inflected it so well that she was actually concerned for a second. Oh, not about that's me. hilarious! Not about me in like relationship drama, but like. She's like, it sounded like something was wrong, but like at the same time, I was like, he can't be meaning what it sounds like he's meaning. Uh, he's been hitting that, that whiskey that he got for a souvenir from Scotland. What are we? And I had a canned response before, too, and she's like, um, married? I'd be like, well, <laughs> let's not rush to put labels on things. But Oh, I, nice. But she didn't, even, she didn't even get to that point. She was just so confused yeah. at first, and then I busted out <laughs> laughing, so... Um, <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, that's great. But, uh, yeah, no, I, um, I, I enjoy. I guess I've got an immature yeah. sense of humor. Well, uh, yeah, you know, it kind of reminds me too about you know couples that are married, you know, for fairly a long enough time that they become to be, they get to be too familiar with each other, right? And and yeah, uh, and, yeah. and 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 I I kind of like the story that my dad used to tell about the couple that you know had been married long enough to have a couple of kids, you know, and this kind of thing, and so. One of the little toddlers went to vacation Bible school, and the vacation Bible school teacher 
was teaching them about, you know, where God is and all this kind of thing. And so she says, uh, she asked this kid, uh, who's like maybe five or six years old, you, do you know where God lives? And the little boy was pretty sure of himself. He, he said, oh, yeah, God lives in our bathroom. <laughs> and the, the, the teacher was literally like mortified that the kid would even think this. I mean, what, what are these parents teaching this kid about God, you know? And she said, well, what would ever give you the impression that God lives in your bathroom? And he said, every morning, my dad always comes down and knocks on the bathroom door and says, my God, are you still in there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, whenever you're married after so long, I guess things like that begin to kind of come into the relationship. Yeah. <laughs> well, my, my God, are you still in there is probably what this next guy's boss was saying. Um, <laughs> this, um, this is I, I, I love the story um, I, I'm just going to start with the headline because it, it, I think it teases a lot of things man loses job for taking six hour toilet breaks at work <laughs> <laughs> and so you know I, I, and I've heard that the, the, you know the what the limerick before what was it? Boss makes a dollar, I make a dime. That's why I poop on company time. Um, <laughs> but, That's right. But this is a, this is a different level of this. Um, this is a, it was in China. Um, at least I, I believe so. Uh, yeah, no, it's China. Um, there's a Chinese man who was fired by his employer for spending too much time in the toilet during work hours. <laughs> the man reportedly took bathroom breaks of between 47 minutes in six hours. Uh, wow. That's a wide berth. I, at this point, I'm surprised this guy hasn't uh, prolapsed, we'll say, yes. you know, um, yeah, or herniated anything down there. Uh, <laughs> Chinese news media recently reported the bizarre case of an employee surnamed Wang, who sued his employer for wrongful termination after being fired for spending too much time in the toilet during work hours. After undergoing surgery for an anorectal uh, issue, the man continued experiencing pain and discomfort. So he started spending three to six hours in the toilet every day. Oh, Wang's, yeah, Wang's former employer claims that during a period of 10 days, he took a total of 22 bathroom breaks, <laughs> which lasted between 47 minutes and six hours. Oh citing gosh. provisions in the staff handbook relating to tardiness, leaving work early, and authorized absences. The unnamed company from uh, Taijin uh, terminated Wang's employment. Wang suffered the surgery 10 years prior, and wow. his employer claims that he started taking unusually long bathroom breaks after returning to work, sometimes no. spending several hours in the office toilet, after having Wang monitored during which time he took at least three long bathroom breaks per day, the company decided to terminate his employment. Later, Mr. Wang sought arbitration to save or to have his position um, with the company reinstated, like save his job, right? Um, yeah. And the two parties engaged in a lengthy legal battle that recently ended when the Taijing High Court ruled that the man's bathroom breaks were not within reasonable and normal physiological needs uh, mm -hmm. So Wang did not get his job back. Yeah, well, I'm I'm kind of surprised you've not made some kind of a joke about a guy named Wang in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, right. 
I, I mean, <laughs> the, we, you're, you're talking about the other side, I guess. Uh, yeah. Well, that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, we had a girl years ago at the radio station, and it wasn't six hours, but it seemed like every time we turned around, she was in the bathroom. I mean, I, there are people that actually do that, but not quite as long as six hours, you know? I, oh, yeah. I mean, I've never heard anything to that extent. I, I will tell you this, though. Being a disc jockey, you learn to get in and out of that bathroom in record time. Okay. Well, it used to be literally record time, right? Yes, exactly. You caught it. That's right. Yeah. I mean, usually I've got like two minutes and 30 seconds to squeeze it out and get back in there because I've got to say something. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, although I will say this, the, the one when my first job, when I came to Pennsylvania, this was really stretching it because the radio station, and this was one that actually your dad worked at also, was in the middle of a reclaimed strip mine in Elk County, Pennsylvania. It was in a trailer that was literally 22 miles off of a paved road, and they had a porta potty that was at least 20 yards away from the building that we had to use, and I got to do it at the, at the night shift. So let me tell you something. You got to get out there. Do your business and pray to the Lord you can make it back to the studio without yeah. any bears between you know, between you and the radio station building. You, you got to save Ted Nugent stranglehold for those moments. <laughs> That's about the truth, man. You know. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm telling you. So, but man, I I, I don't know. I I've, I've successfully been able to hold it in long enough to get the song introduced and then bolt it into the bathroom as fast as I can. So, but six hours in the bathroom. Don't think that'll never happen in my in my line of work. Thanks for sure. Well, I I, I know this. There's uh, a lot of um, strange churches out there. Okay, I just spent the week watching two days worth of the Southern Baptist Convention meeting down in New Orleans. I always like watching these this this thing, you know, because you got fourteen thousand people from all over the country, and you know, basically, this is a convention where it's the local church. Really, they're the ones that's at the top of the hierarchy. You don't have like a bishop telling everybody what to do. It's the other way around. It's like the member churches kind of telling the leadership what they want. So, you know, you've got microphones all over this convention hall. And, you know, when they're having their meeting, you know, the moderator has to say, okay, microphone 6A, what is your point of order? And they have different resolutions that they bring. And, you know, you. I got, uh, yeah, uh, I'm Jim Bob uh, McMulligan from uh, Bug Tussle, Kentucky, and I want to read something here. My favorite part of this whole thing, there was some guy from Texas. It was a true story. The moderator gave him permission to speak. What is your point of order? And the guy goes, how you doing, Mr. President? Really fun time we're having here, isn't it? <laughs> and so the guy's like, oh, yeah, it is. What's your point of order? The guy pulls out this 97-pound Schofield reference Bible and begins quoting Isaiah, you know, and just reading it like crazy. And I'm thinking, what are you doing? And so the, the moderator says, he interrupts him. He goes, brother, I love the, the word of God as much as I do, but we need to hear what your point of order is, <laughs> you know? So I'm watching this stuff, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. This is the same group of people that just decided this week they're, you know, they kicked two churches out of the Southern Baptist Convention. One was, which was Rick Warren, uh, the author of Purpose Driven Life. They kicked his church out of the Southern oh, Baptist Church. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, then they they clamp down on churches that have women pastors. So they said that women can't be pastors. And so they was all this. Well, so that's what I've been spending my week doing. That was my form of entertainment. But here is a church. Yeah, here's a church that I don't know. I mean, let's just say um, they're a motley assemblage of army veterans, yogis, and psychonauts that are mingling in the garden of a luxury property outside of Austin, Texas, on the hottest day of the year in the state. And about 350 people are there to dance to ambient music and celebrate a unique new religious congregation that worships with a psychedelic sacrament, one that they claim to have created themselves by crossbreeding magic mushrooms and hallucinogenic toad venom. <laughs> so, and sometimes I'm beginning to think Southern Baptists have been on the same kind of toxic mixture. I don't know. But this is uh, the church of Ciliomethoxin. Okay, this is a true deal. This all came about because co-founder Ian Benoit He's a former U.S. Army Black Hawk helicopter pilot turned psychedelic medicine facilitator. Was searching for the ecstatic afterglow from the powerful drug 5-MeO-DMT without the earth-shattering and ego-destroying trip it usually entails. Benoit says that it has an incredible release factor for people with trauma, but not everybody is ready for the deep dive. So we now have a church. It can get you high with synthetic toad venom. So I, I mean, this sounds like a regular Pentecostal kind of business. Oh to me. yes, oh yes. Yeah. You know that I think we definitely. Actually, I got a great story about Pentecostal people because I, I mean, I got a lot of friends that are in the Pentecostal church, right? And I love them to death. They're good people. Okay, but I never will forget this. I went with some friends of mine. They they are in Indiana, Pennsylvania. And they're in one of these type of churches, right? And so they they invited me to come to one of their Bible studies. At least that's what they were calling it. And so I thought, yeah, sure, I'll I'll go. And of course, this is before I was married, and you know, had some sensibility upon me. And so we we go to this Bible study, and before they get started, you know, there's about probably thirty five or forty people there. They're taking prayer requests, and so. They said, does anybody have any prayer requests? Well, you know, I'm going to try to join in. And I had a prayer request about something, you know, and whatnot. And so they decided that they're going to pray over me, over my prayer request. So they had me come into the middle of the room. And, of course, they all laid hands on me. And pretty soon they began praying. And I didn't understand a single word they were saying. <laughs> okay. They, they were praying in some, some kind of a tongue. And in fact, it, it really just kind of sounded more like, when I used to, you know, go visit my grandmother and she had chicken houses next door and I would go running through the chicken houses and the chickens would go, as I go running through the chicken house. That, that's kind of what it sounded like. So anyway, this goes on for a few minutes. We have the little Bible study. It's all over with. We're all said and done. I'm going back to my friend's house with him and we're talking about the night. And so he asked me, I, I said, he, he goes, how'd you like the Bible study? I said, well, I, I, it was okay. And I said, how did you like my, uh, my prayer request? And, and what? of course, he knew I was Baptist. And he kind of said, yeah, I was kind of wondering what you were thinking about when they were praying over you like that. And I said, well, I was really undergoing a lot of temptation. And he said, what do you mean? I said, I really, really wanted to, right in the middle of all their 
chatter and speaking in tongues and all that kind of thing. I just wanted to like fall over on my back and start going and just see what everybody would do. <laughs> They'd break out into a revival or something, you know. I just <laughs> but yeah, I, I always love churches that uh, get started on, on bizarre things like synthetic toad venom you know oh, oh yeah i you know for some reason when i when i hear about this church i i just i assume that it's basically like uh led by and by, by several different david bowies like one from each <laughs> yeah. different era right like yeah. the elders of this church is basically like david bowie from the ziggy stardust tour and there then, you and go then the second elders is, is david bowie from the um Oh gosh! Like, uh, I, like, like the eye patch. What was the uh, you know you know oh, like all yes. the different tours that he had? Um, that's right. Like, that's it, right. It, they're all different versions of David Bowie leading this. Uh, <laughs> but then again, this might be what happened if I took some of the toad venom. What I would be seeing here would be uh, essentially jamming out with David Bowie and the Psychonauts. Okay. Yes, yeah. <laughs> the, the the Church of David Bowie. I kind of like that ring. <laughs> Yeah, I'd like more cyclomethoxin and several to changes of, uh, I don't know. This is what I view this. But um, look, I, look I, I think if you're going to go with at least popping any kind of pills, I would rather pop pills in the context of, uh, of toad venom, uh, hallucinogenic toad venom at a church over popping pills from a company called Big Penis USA. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know not not um I, look I, I i've never been uh one that has been swayed to ever feel the need to uh buy pills for enlargement no. but if you're going to not. do that a company naming themselves big penis usa sounds just a little sketchy to me like yeah. it's almost a yeah. little bit too like they're trying too hard you know yeah Exactly. Pun, pun not intended on that. Um, <laughs> well, there's a, they've issued a, a PSA, which is a, like a, a penis su supersizer advisory, I guess. Um, uh, Australian men will have to find alternative ways to get endowed down under. Uh, mm. Health officials there are warning people to stop taking big penis USA pills. <laughs> um, after finding that the male enhancement medication contained an undeclared and very popular libido booster. Mm. Big Penis USA tablets pose a serious risk to your health and should not be taken. The country's mm. uh, Therapeutic Goods Administration declared in a public service announcement on their site. Um, how many guys do you think this fell on deaf ears? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> The, the, the public health watchdog had uh, discovered that these pharmaceutical phallus fluffers secretly harbored uh, uh, silden, uh, I can't talk yet, sildenafil, the, uh, the erectile dysfunction medication sold under the brand name Viagra. According ah. to the TGA, this oft-lampooned resurrection provider, see, see mm. um, well, it, it may <laughs> interact with nitrates found in some prescription drugs, and may lower blood, pre blood pressure to dangerous levels. So basically, mm. like, it's a penis enlarger, or it's just Viagra. So you're like, you're just blood flow, that's all. It's not going to <laughs> permanently change anything there for you. Um, that's right. Yeah. Well, as such, it can cause serious side effects, 
and people who are prescribed nitrates, which include those suffering from diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and heart disease. Hmm. The Aussie Health Organization declared that the supply of Big Penis USA tablets containing undisclosed sildenafil is illegal. They added that they notify the ABF, Australian Border Force, to seize and destroy any of these products intercepted at the border. Meanwhile, customers were urged to stop using the enlargement meds and to bring any remaining pills to the nearest pharmacy for disposal. As Big Penis USA pills are sold online and not at Aussie stores, the org advised the public to be wary about buying medications from unknown overseas internet sites. Mm. Yes, probably a good smart idea. And frankly, it might be just if people want to take medication that's called Big Penis USA, it's probably safer just to not do that and do what everybody else around the world does. You know, put big metal rings around their crotch. <laughs> or, or, or stick uh, hemorrhoid cream in there or something. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, that's right. You know, or fall, that, fall if, if, fire if, truck. Yes, that's right. I mean, come on. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah, I I, uh, I, I found a, a picture of Big Penis USA pills, and so I thought, you know what? This is a perfect podcast art picture right there, you know, because just to <laughs> let you know that it really is a real thing. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, well, I'm, I'm kind of afraid to look up, uh, you know, Google image search that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I know that it's... Uh, they're not, they're not the little blue pill. These are little yellow pills. So, yeah, like, just, so, just so that you know that. But maybe instead of spending all your time trying to get yourself well endowed, maybe just decide to play it safe and just, you know, settle for some nice, safe sex toys. You know, maybe you could ask for some for your birthday. You know, and, and if you're going to get someone sex toys for your birthday, probably a good idea to just buy them you know and you can buy them over the internet but i don't recommend doing it the way this guy did a lot of people out there that put a lot of thought a lot of effort into getting you know birthday gifts for their friends but this guy took it that way 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 too far he's a 32 year old man in rhode island his name is benjamin nadrowski benjamin is now looking at about four felony charges because police said that he admitted he broke into homes to steal adult bedroom novelties. He was going to give them give them his birthday gifts. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. Used adult toys from other people. <laughs> that's right. Absolutely. Yeah, we're talking sex toys, people. That's right. And... Well, there's not any specifics uh, beyond that. Uh, I mean, the robberies occurred over a few weeks. Now, he was also caught in the process of stealing a makeup kit from another home. Not sure what he's going to do with that. but And then another homeowner caught old uh, Benjamin uh, trying to break through their bathroom window. So I guess in that case, he then later told the police he was attempting to buy weed. <laughs> but maybe he was at the wrong <laughs> He was at the wrong place, I think. Police officers did find Nadrowski uh, that later in that night going through a nearby dumpster. I, I guess maybe his entire life was a dumpster fire. But here's a quick clip of officers explaining one of the break-ins that, that occurred. He stated that while getting ready for bed, he observed someone with a flashlight or phone flashlight trying to get in his home. So, in addition to the felony charges, old Benjamin has now also been ordered to complete a mental health screening. I, I'd say that's a 
pretty good idea. Okay. Yeah. But giving you sex toys as a gift, that's an interesting choice, you know, in my view. I mean, after all, it's really never good when the first thing the gift receiver says, uh, hmm, what's that smell? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I guess, I guess a used sex toy is, you know, kind of like a used car, you know, in some ways. Other people have given it a ride, but it can still get you there. Uh, and there might be a stain or two, I guess, on, the, on it as well. <laughs> it might be a stain uh, on the upholstery. This guy gives a whole new meaning to re-gifting. Oh, I know. Uh, I, th this is almost like if you were to go to a pawn shop to buy a sex toy or something. <laughs> Oh gosh! Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah no, gosh! I, I could you only imagine the like? Imagine getting some kind of disease from uh, you know your oh, from my. Uncle you know Jimmy's Uncle, Ch uh, Uncle Chester Christmas Uncle Benjamin birthday gift you know yeah. <laughs> oh, who man. gives us a, a birthday gift anyway? Was he planning to give it to his own you know girl? Uh, because oh, if not, gosh. then that's that's even that's just as weird. Um, <laughs> Cool. Yeah, I, look, I guess some people are looking to, uh, you know, steal other people's sex toys. But what happens when it's your sex toy that cheats on you? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we get epilogue stories every once in a while where, you know, we've talked about a story before and then we kind of get an update yes. on that. Right? Yes. This, this is one of those it, updates here. Well, I guess it would be like uh, the, the late Paul Harvey. He always had that. That uh, that now the rest of the story, and, and this is and now yes, um, and, and I'm sure that this is an ongoing story. So we might hear more about uh, this lady. But um, <laughs> yeah, you remember we talked. Uh, and I don't even remember how long ago it was at this point. I'm, I'm losing track of time. But it was a woman that married a ragdoll. Uh, yes, as, as like her husband, right? And uh, she was so happy about her marriage to this ragdoll. Well, yeah, I saw the wedding woman, pictures. I, I remember the wedding pictures. Uh, the, the same 37-year-old woman claims that the rag doll that she married has cheated on her, and as punishment, <laughs> she has taken away his manhood, i.e. a 16-centimeter dildo. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, Mirveni Rocha Moraes, uh, mother's, Moraes's mother, made her the toy named Marcelo. After mm -hmm. listening to her complaints about being single and having nobody to dance with, so imagine your mom making you a rag doll, man. A sex toy. Now, I, I don't know if she added the extra bits the mom did, or this <laughs> is something that the daughter added. Either way, it's a little bit weird and taking a little bit too far. Um, yeah. Well, after the the whirlwind romance. Uh, started there. The couple decided to tie the knot in front of around 250 people. However, she claims that the doll has recently been cheating on her. So hmm. she's making him sleep on the sofa. And uh, <laughs> as an extra punishment, she took away his dildo willy. And uh, now, Mirveni <laughs> said, I found out when my friend sent me a message one evening saying that he was cheating on me. So that night, I got really mad and made him sleep on the couch. This is like, so this is like, like, I mean, these are some deep things that we're talking about in this person's marriage, right? Um, <sighs> it is just a white rubber dildo, which measures about 16 centimeters. So I decided to take it off. I've done it before. I'm afraid other women will touch Marcelo's penis. 
So I like to put it in the underwear drawer when we go out to the bars or shows. <laughs> then there's no chance of any other woman lusting after him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's a direct quote, if anyone was wondering there. Uh, yeah, Marcelo allegedly cheated on Miravani in the past. Well, and he's had more than 500 contacts in his uh, in his contacts, all of whom were women as well. Oh. Um, so I don't know. This guy is quite the, I guess, what the the ladies ragdoll. I don't know. Yes. Yeah, and I guess that's where you can say, you know, he's like she she only likes me for my body. I guess. Is, <laughs> okay, so I don't know. she. She added, last time I found a bright pink thong on the floor. I oh. found out Marcelo had been with another woman, but when I asked who they, whose they were, he didn't answer me. <laughs> <laughs> Marcelo is naughty. He goes after women and then lies to me that nothing happens. Every now and then I catch him in a conversation with a girl, and when I ask who it is, he tries to say it's his cousin. Oh. <laughs> Those are awesome okay, directos. Now, now let's see. We, now, just to refresh everyone's uh, memory, we're we're talking about a rag doll, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, I, I I'm just wondering, who are the friends of this woman who are touching her rag doll's penis? That's what I want to know. I think we have a bigger problem here. Oh, ab absolutely. I mean, um, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I would think that that uh, may, maybe if you just gave him a smaller member, there yeah would be less willing to cheat. You know, with them, that's possible. Right? True. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the woman is going on forty years old. She's never married except for this rag doll, and so she's afraid that her friends will, I guess, cause him to cheat. So she removes his willy and puts it in her underwear drawer when. <laughs> out to bar hopping at night <laughs> okay well uh, it sounds like that uh, i mean i i guess you know it's it's every woman's dream i guess you know if, if you want to be able to take your man's willy and protect it from everybody else that's probably the best way to have it you know i don't know i i i i, I thank goodness that she's just got a rag doll for a husband not a real man heaven knows what she tried <laughs> to do with him you know, I mean, that's just out, out, outrageous. Well, I, I got, I got, I got some Ask Pancho questions here. They're looking for some advice on dating a guy, but thank goodness we're not talking about trying to take a rag doll's dildo away from him. So maybe you can, maybe you can help uh, with with this uh, question here from from Lauren. Um, and and this is kind of an interesting situation Lauren's finding herself in. Okay, she said that I matched with a guy on this dating app and we went out on a date and it went fairly well in my opinion, except he looks so much like my best friend's husband. It really weirds me out. So not, not that either of them are bad looking guys. I just don't know if I'll be able to get over it. I mean, I look at him and I feel like I'm, I'm betraying my best friend. So should I still keep seeing him? <laughs> that, that is interesting well okay the fact that you say that your friend isn't weirded out by it it's just you that you could you could get over this yourself then mentally um but that being said i also get it like what happens if someone just looked like a clown or a magician yeah. do you want to date someone or marry someone that looks like a magician um 
Right. No one wants to, to be married to Poncho the Magnificent. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I do get that. Um, but I mean, I, I, there's nothing that weird. Like, I, at least I, I don't think, especially if you haven't, um, if you've been, you know, like if you're getting older and, and you haven't found anyone yet and you've tried and just haven't found, I think that, that your friend will be happy that you found someone that, that they think would be working out. Even if you, if you laugh about how they just so happen to be like to look so similar, then that, that makes it, I think a little bit less weird anyways um, with that. But if you can't get over that uh, and you feel like you're cheating on your friends, uh, you know, husband, then I, I mean, I don't know. I can't tell them to wear glasses or something, I guess. Well, my question is, though, does her best friend think her boyfriend looks like her husband? Yeah, true. If you what, what would you, what would she do if she brought it up to her friend and her friend was like, they don't look anything alike. And then <laughs> her friend now thinks that, that she's just envisioning her husband instead <laughs> and seeing what she wants to see, you know? Well, you know, that might be what happens. Where, yeah, every once in a while, my wife and I will look at someone and be like, that person looks like someone we know. And the other one will be like, no, not at all. And yep. um, yeah, so yeah, you never know. That, that could possibly thwart any any uh, guilty feelings that Lauren might be having. You know, maybe her friend just says, you know, I don't think he looks like my husband at all. You're okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, that, that is kind of a weird situation, though. I don't know. Um, well, I've got one here as well, and uh, I can kind of relate sometimes. This happened to me earlier this year, actually. Uh, mm. This is from JJ. He says, I have really bad seasonal allergies with pollen this time of oh. year. I, I yeah. take allergy medicine, and that makes me lethargic. And my mm -hmm. eyes are so red. Coworkers, friends, even my girlfriend asked me if I was high the other day. I'm not high. It's just ridiculous. Uh, I've been to doctors, and it seems I just have to suffer through this every spring. But I'm not sure what to do to convince people that I'm not stoned. Help? Mm. Um <laughs> Yeah, I showed up to uh, to church uh, to play in the band uh, yeah. in, in like spring. You know, it, it was either early spring or late winter for us here. Yeah, and uh, man, my allergies are so bad. Um, or maybe it was because I was doing all kinds of sanding or something. Whatever it was, I came in. My eyes are so irritated, and, uh, oh. and my eyes look just red the whole time. And uh, and I thought, like, man, everyone's gonna think that I'm just stoned, <laughs> like. And and so I but I just had to laugh about it. But that was only like a day at least. Yeah. If this is like you know, days or weeks, uh, yeah. Then yeah, uh, that is pretty funny though. I don't know. It's funny. You can laugh about it. I, can't I think maybe I, if you know how to cure allergies, then let me know. Well, yeah, really. Actually, there might be a way where I mean, if you if 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 he's if JJ is willing to to stoop this low. He might be able to maybe gain some brownie points with all the women. See, it, rather than make it, if they think that he looks high because his eyes are red and all this kind of thing, just tell the girls that he's been watching all these chick flicks and he just gets all weepy eyed when he watches all these sad movies on, 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 on. Yeah, the real still, you know, he's been watching the Hallmark Channel and you just couldn't get through him without crying. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I couldn't pull that one off. I don't know. I, I think that. <laughs> I've got I've got a hot take or a theory, and obviously this can't apply to everybody. Um, but I've got I've got a few friends who who agree with me uh, that are girls, and I've got a couple friends who 
uh, I've told this to them and they're like, no, no, no. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's the case. Um, I think that a lot of, a lot of girls will, uh, they think that they want a guy that's sensitive and that's like, you know, um, like that's all the things that they, they, they get this idea in their mind that they want a guy like this. And then they end up not liking it. Like, they, they end up being like, oh, you're not manly enough. You don't take control or, or like, you know, take charge and lead in the right way. Um, no. And so it's like they want, you know, they, they want something. They think they want something until they have it. Um, I see. And so I really, I, I, obviously, it's not everybody. But, uh, like, Mrs. Poncho said, she's really glad that she's like, I'm glad you're not like that. I don't want you to be like that. Um, <laughs> but um, so I, I guess it's just sort of like something they kind of wish they would have, but then whenever they see what it looks like, it's not as good as they had envisioned it to be. No, not at all. Uh, g- girls will oftentimes, uh, they'll date a guy, and they'll try to turn them into the kind of man that they want them to be, and then they'll yeah. leave them for someone who is just like how they were when they first met. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> Yeah, well, I can promise you that I I don't do any of that stuff. I I didn't even. I, I mean, my 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 wife wonders if I even have tear ducts sometimes. But uh, well, I mean, look, do you, do you think that you are masculine enough to make it through another series of um, insane games? Or are you going to break down in sobs? Well, I'm definitely not going to break down in sobs, but but uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if if masculinity is going to get me through all the way here. Hey! You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. You are able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with uh, everybody in the community. Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. you get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device, desktop or mobile, for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And also, you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, on Facebook or Twitter, or visit the website at InsaneEricLane.com. you feel masculine or, or macho enough to take on right <laughs> off the bat well, if we're going i'll say strip club or daycare okay well all right let's just <laughs> if we're gonna take take we'll, we'll, we'll take masculinity to the limit here on this one all right so <laughs> i've got some some businesses here for this you Tell me if you think it's a strip club or a daycare. Our first business is a uh, Kate's in Evanston, Wyoming. 
Kate's in Wyoming. Um, I'm going to say that this is a daycare. That's uh, a, a business called Kate's in Evanston, Wyoming. Would be a uh, strip club, actually. Oh yeah, so. <laughs> I was fifty-fifty on this. There, there are no clues for me. There's no, no way you could detect that. This is probably true. Well, I don't know. I mean, depending on how you're leaning, this one might, may or may not be easy. Uh, in Birmingham, Alabama, this one is called Lollipop Lane. Lollipop Lane. Well, I'm going to say that this is a um, a daycare. It's either a pretty safe answer or it's a really kinky one, one or the other. Uh, it's, no, it's, yeah. it's a daycare. You're safe. That's good. All right. How about the, this interesting name? Uh, this business is called the Berry Patch in Flemington, <laughs> New Jersey. The Berry Patch. Um, I think that if it was a strip club, they'd probably call it the Pea Patch. So I think this is a daycare. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a daycare. I like that. Yeah, the peach patch. I like that. All right. How about uh, tattletales in Gulfport, Mississippi? Tattletales. Uh, nobody likes a tattletale. Um, hmm. Yeah, but but uh, well, at the same time, um, when you go to a strip club, expecting them to to tattletale on you, I don't hmm. think so. I think it's a daycare, right? Uh, uh, you don't want to be tattletaled it- on. Yeah, you make a good point. That's good. Yeah, well, that would be a daycare in Gulfport. Very good. All right. Um, and then there's one in Atlanta, Georgia. This business is called Creme de la Creme. Creme de la Creme. Oh gosh. Um, well, I I'm not sure on this one, but um, if it was a strip club, I'd hate to know what the creme was. So I, I, I do think that the the cream of the crop or something like that. Like I think you're talking about like you know. Somewhere that's trying to make them can convince you that they're going to turn your kids into elite, uh, ah. you know, like uh, just children. I guess I don't know. The you know, cream. smarter and better. I think cream of the crop. Yeah, yeah. You think it's a daycare? Well, thank goodness that the creme de la creme was not in the category of um, a steakhouse or gay bar. <laughs> so, but it is a daycare. Uh, That's good. All right. If I, if I were to make a, a strip club, I, I would think like the Cherry Pie Factory. Oh, there you go. There you go. All right. Good. Good. So, what 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 else do you feel uh, up to uh, tackling here? Well, you know, uh, well, you mentioned it. Might as well just jump right into Steakhouse or Gay Bar. All right. We'll get right into this. We've got businesses. You tell us which business you think is a steakhouse or a gay bar and our first business is sparky's in peoria illinois sparky's um oh man sparky's uh i think this is a steakhouse mm-hmm. oh sparky in uh, peoria illinois he's sparking in a gay bar that's what he's doing so oh, it's, spark, it's a spark plug that helps you get ah yes on. there you yeah. go that's good yeah yeah all right well here's one engine. <laughs> Here's one in New York, New York called the Ritz. The Ritz. Um, okay, I, I'm gonna say the Ritz is the steakhouse. Yeah, well, you know, it was it Falco that did the song "Putting on the Ritz"? You know, yeah. yeah in this yeah. case, the Ritz is uh, a gay bar. Oh, no. but, oh, yes, no. very ritzy place there. Okay, so well, keeping it in the state of New York, we have got Dukes in Schenectady. Dukes. Um, I'm going to say that Dukes is a steakhouse. 
They, they, they sell like like barbecue sauce and stuff. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. What what wasn't John Wayne nicknamed Duke the Duke? Wasn't he called the, the Duke? Duke? I think so. Yeah. Yes. Well, Duke's is in New York. It's a steakhouse. That's good. Okay. Here's one in Pensacola, Florida, called the Roundup. The Roundup. Um, I, I think it's a gay bar. Oh really? <laughs> you sound pretty, pretty yeah. sure of it. You have, have you been in Pensacola to check it out? I haven't, but I'm thinking yeah. uh, giddy up, Ryan giddy up, little doggies. Yes, it's a gay bar. It sure is. All right, very good. And our last business is the Horseman Lodge in Flagstaff, Arizona. The Horseman Lodge. Um, I'm going to say the. Uh, if it was the hung like a horseman lodge, I'd, I'd go gay bar. I'm going to say it's a steakhouse. <laughs> hung, hung like a horseman. Yeah. It is a steakhouse indeed. That's good. All right. You're doing pretty good. Knocking him out of the park here. All right. What What do you feel up to next? Let's do golf course rehab. All right. Let's see if we can keep the momentum going here. I've got some businesses. You tell me whether they are a golf course or a rehab. Our first one is in Asheville, North Carolina. It's called Crestview. Crestview. Uh, I think Crestview is going to be a, um, oh gosh, I'm, I'm going to say it's a rehab. Uh, well, you know, it's kind of a peaceful sounding name to it. It is indeed a rehab. Very good. Off to a good start. What about Dawn Farm? In Ann Arbor, Michigan. Don Far. I'm assuming D A W N. Um, you are correct. Th th this sounds like a like a rehab still to me, though. <laughs> the lovely fawns walking around. Yes, it is a rehab indeed. All right, so far so good. Here's one in Gulf Shores, Alabama, called Craft Farms. Craft Farms. This is uh, okay. Um, how, at what point does the farm become a red herring and it becomes a golf course? Um, <clears throat> but with a name like Farms on there, I mean, I, I have to still lean in on rehab. Well, maybe it's a red herring. It's yeah. actually a golf course. Yeah, well, maybe it's because it was a plural. You know, not just one farm, but several farms. I, I don't know. I'm not sure how that was distinguished. But here's a, another business called Falls Road in Potomac, Maryland. I'm going to go um, golf course. Falls Road is a golf course. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. Well, still, you're doing better on this so far than normal, so this is good. I so know, your, your last one from Seaford, Delaware, it's called Hooper's Landing. Hooper's Landing. Um, I'm going to say golf course. It is a golf course. Really? Only missed one on that one. I think that's probably the best you've done on golf course rehab on that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I, you know, the momentum is building. So, now we've got porn star or weatherman. Let's see how well we do on this. I've got some entertainers. You tell me, based upon the name, if you think they could be a porn star or a weatherman. And your first entertainer is Frank Major. Frank Major. Um, I, I think we've had this guy before on here. And... Uh, <laughs> Oh, gosh, it, 
I, I always think like if, if his name was in like in a filing cabinet, it'd be Major Frank, uh, and that's what I think about here. But I, I think that Frank Major is a a weatherman. Frank Major is a <laughs> porn star. <laughs> Believe Major it or not, Frank. <laughs> that's right. He's well, I like you standing out of tension. Ah, yes, and saluting, indeed. So, well, we've got one uh, uh, entertainer's name, which is a pretty interesting one. Uh, it's Brian Pumper. <laughs> Brian Pumper. I, I think that this is... Um, oh, gosh. I, if I'm wrong on this, I'm never going to hear the end of it, probably. But I think it's a weatherman. I think that Pumper... <laughs> Is a little bit too forward that uh, it, it, well, yeah. it, definitely very forward indeed. He is indeed a porn star. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Brian Pumper! I, Brian Pumper, there's oh. no class to that at all. That is just all gross. Absolutely, that's it. One of those B movie porn stars, I guess. Uh, well, here's an entertainer whose name is Marcus Bailey. Marcus Bailey. This sounds like a weatherman to me. This is a ah, safe, yeah. safe He is indeed a weatherman in Indianapolis, Indiana. And then there is the entertainer named David Glenn. David Glenn, weatherman. This is a safe. This is a safe. Bet That's a safe. Yeah. David Glenn, Pensacola, Florida weatherman. That's exactly right. All right. And last but not least, your last entertainer, R.J. Heim. R.J. Hyman. Uh, okay, R.J. Hyman would be the porn star name. R.J. Hyman <laughs> would be the uh, the weatherman. Okay, <laughs> I never really thought of it like that, but that's <laughs> he's a weatherman at uh, TV Ten in Rhode Island. Oh, so good. It's, did, did. it's yes. time. Hi, yes, 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 very good, very good. So I I uh, was was glad to see that. Um, we did not have, for our uh, Steakhouse or Gay Bar, we did not have Hamburger Mary's again this time. So that was good. <laughs> so that's a, that, 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 that just will never, that will never get old. That, that's all I can say. Every time I hear Hamburger Mary's in Jacksonville, Florida, I'll never forget that. Yeah. Well, we, yeah, same. Even Mrs. Poncho knew that one. And she was like, how oh, did yeah. I get that? I've never, <laughs> never heard of it. <laughs> well, we got some great headlines, and uh, you tell me if they are fake or if they actually happened in the state of Florida. So our first headline involves a Miami man with no arms that was charged with stabbing a Chicago tourist. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is so crazy. It's got to be Florida. <laughs> yeah, well, it's indeed Florida. It's 100% true. How do you stab someone with no arms? Well, I guess you got really strong toes, you know, I guess. I have no idea. But, well, here's one where a Bradenton dad attacked his son on Father's Day because he bought him the same tie for two years in a row. <laughs> I think that this is a real Florida story. <laughs> yeah, well, if only you could dream. It's actually uh, fake news. Yeah, that, that would actually be, that'd be funny. That would just be a funny thing to do. It really would. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, the next headline here has a Fort Myers woman who married a tree so she could keep town officials from cutting it down. That's true. That's a real one. <laughs> it actually happened. Indeed. Well, it can't be crazier than the woman who uh, married the rag doll and then took his dildo, you know? So I wonder what happens if your tree cheats on you. What do you cut off then? 
It's branches, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. All right. Here's another headline. An Orlando detective was busted for possessing illegal videos after he turned in his laptop as evidence against a criminal. <laughs> that would be pretty funny, but I'm going to say that this is fake news. That definitely would be fake news for sure. That's good. All right. Your last one. A Dade County woman married a Ferris wheel and named it Bruce after she fell in love with it at a carnival. I remember Bruce. This is Florida. <laughs> yes, that's good. And what would happen if your Ferris wheel was cheating on you? What would happen then? Jeez, you know, <laughs> this really started to get complicated. So, yeah. What what happens when you've got like a whole, like several dozen people all riding it at the same time? Is that like a nausea 12 or something? Yes. And and not only that, they're they're rubbing their butt up against them. I know. Yeah. 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 You know, that could be, that could be a little problematic there. Well, look, I mean, as crazy as some of these, uh, these stories were this week, I want to give you a little heads up of what's coming next week. Okay, and it's just starting to get good with the uh, discovery of a 64-year-old Penn State professor that got caught on a trail camera getting it on with his dog. I So, yeah, you sent that to me, and I thought, you know, yeah. I'll take any Florida story uh, over that. So at yeah. least we don't have that. Well, actually, I could see that happening down here, too. But Well, yes, absolutely. I mean, I'm telling you, Pennsylvania is really trying to overtake Florida. I mean, pretty soon we're going to be yeah. talking about Pennsylvania man. <laughs> so, well, let's just say that's just the tip of the iceberg, because when you get into the meat of the story, trust me, there's a lot to chew on. So you're going to really like that. I'm going to give this story to you next week. I want you to read it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so I'm going to enjoy the rest of my week. I've got a little bit left of my Gleva, uh, a Scottish uh, whiskey liqueur. I'm going to finish off. Have you uh, finished off the? Uh, have you got a, a, a review of the Scottish whiskey that I got you for a souvenir? I haven't opened the other bottle yet. I've been saving it for a special moment, maybe oh, like with a wow. cigar or something. Okay, all right. Just, just I, I'm whenever you when you do it, you know, uh, give it a try. I want a full review on on the the whole what you think of it. So. So oh, the last, I'll, I'll, I'll try to be more mindful about the flavor. That's notes. okay. I mean, we do know that the first bottle wasn't as smoky as some of the ones you've had, but it was still pretty good. Oh, it was good. Yeah, it was. It was enjoyable for sure. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's hard to not like. How can you not like scotch? Well, yeah. I mean, it's like, check, how, how can you not like it? Well, I did this just to give you a little idea on this. Because, you know, the other the other type of uh, liqueur we brought back from Scotland was the Drambuie, which you can get pretty much anywhere here in the States. Um, but you can't get the Gleva. Gleva is really something you can really buy in Scotland. Because I haven't seen anywhere here in the States you can get that. And it's, it's just kind of a unique liqueur. You know, it's got uh, kind of a twist of tangerine with some spices and honey. It's a honey-based liqueur. So I'm explaining this to a friend of mine. Um, and he's like, wow, this really sounds like I'd like to try it. So he is going to see if he can find where he can order a bottle of Gleva, right? So after we get off the phone, he sends me a text to tell me he's ordered a bottle of Gleva. I'm like, really? Where did you find it? Because I'd like to find out. And how much did it set you back? He says he ordered it straight from Scotland. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm like, 
How much is this going to set you at? Because when we were in Scotland and we bought the bottle, it was basically 14 pounds, which translates to about mm, $19, $20, something like that. We got it on sale. Well, he ordered it from Scotland. He, he coughed up 70 bucks for that thing. Whew. Yeah. So I'm thinking, nah, I think it'd be cheaper overall for me just to go back and spend another week in Scotland and bring a bottle of it back than to pay 70 bucks to have it shipped over the pond. I don't think I'm going to be doing that. It's good, but it ain't that good. <laughs> so, yeah. But at any rate. Yes, exactly. But I'm saving my drum buoy, though. For, for some special occasions. That, that, that's the good stuff. I like that for sure. So, well, you enjoy your week and uh, get ready for some more stupidity next week. We're going to knock it out of the park. All right. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Talk to you soon. We'll see you. All right. <laughs> see you. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast with a five-star rating because I pick five-star stupidity. If your review is stupid enough, I just may feature it on an upcoming episode. Rating and reviewing helps the podcast to show up prominently in searches uh, that you, you know folks are searching for stupidity anyway. And please share the podcast on your social media so you're not stingy with your stupidity. And don't forget, click that subscribe button too so you don't miss any new stupid episodes. You can also avoid any annoying buffering whenever you're in crappy cell or Wi-Fi coverage by downloading each episode. And I recommend using the Podcast Addict app for optimum performance. It's free at your app store, but there are two types of paid versions as well. And by the way, I myself have already made one of the paid versions and still love it. This is just one of the two feeds that you get every week, of course. The midweek bonus episode features the Insane Week in Review, and the Genius Awards for the More Stupendous Stupidity is also included. The weekend episode always features Pancho Guero, my insane Florida nephew, where Pancho will also answer your questions with his sage wisdom. Ask Pancho about anything. Test your skills against Pancho with the Insane Game Show. And if you download the Telegram Messenger app, you can also join the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World channel. Read the articles from each of the episodes' stupidity. Comment about what you've read and share the articles with your friends. You can also post comments or suggestions about the podcast, too. So get a preview and a link to download Telegram Messenger at t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. The app is available free in desktop or mobile versions for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And don't forget, follow me using the handle at Insane Eric Lane on Facebook or Twitter and visit my website at InsaneEricLane.com. Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World is produced with support from Mr. Laughs Comedy, Ad Large Media, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, and the Pulse of Radio United Stations Radio Network. Theme music, It's a Great Big Stupid World, is written and performed by Randy Stonehill. Copyright 1992, Stonehillian Music, Word Music, Twitch and Vibes Music, and is available wherever you download music. Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World is distributed by Spotify for podcasters. Record your podcast as easy as talking on your phone and have it distributed 
distributed to all major podcast platforms. The editing and music library are all at your fingertips with Spotify for podcasters. Download the app from your favorite app store.